Hello, and welcome back to the Heart of Choke podcast. I am your host, Titi Mantina, a PhD student in developmental psychology, but also an empowerment coach. The Heart of Choke podcast was created to dismantle the stigma surrounding the topic, but also to help us increase our self-awareness about topics that's not often explored in other atmospheres or within other circles. And here at the Heart of Choke podcast, we do not diagnose, but we really find the ways to modify our behaviors or even the way we're thinking about a thing and the way that we're seeing a thing. We're seeing the people around us, the world that we're in, the atmospheres that we embrace. You can come here every week to the Heart of Choke podcast to receive more information that you may be unaware of or even aware of. Anytime you feel like you want to have a gain support with a professional, please be empowered to do so. Right now, please get your pen and paper and let's really dive into the subject that is before us today. Let's be present and mindfully in the moment. Today, we're going to discuss in episode 12, the power of defeating distractions. It's not by chance that many people are distracted. And it it appears that the hours are becoming days and the days are becoming weeks. And the weeks are becoming months. And before you know it, it's a new year. We're forever approaching a new month or a new year, the end of a new week. You know, it's it's that thing. And I've been exploring this topic for a moment because it is a common topic amongst the people that I work with as well as the ones that I serve. Give back to Distractions can come from so many different areas of our lives. It can be a defense mechanism to prolong adulting. There's a fear of failing when we think about the things, the tasks that we are assigned to every day. And then there's this overwhelming feeling that I don't want to adult. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do this distracting task because I don't want to do anything else. I am really tapped out. Yet, when you are possibly being distracted by scrolling or playing with your phone, that's actually contradictory to you being overwhelmed. Information overload also creates an overwhelming feeling on top of the overwhelm that was already existing because the task may be daunting. So for example, what that would look like is if you know you have something that is calling your attention and only you can do it, but it's been hard to get it done or hard to start that project, whether at work or at home, So then you may go on your phone and play Candy Crush or, you know, some game, Tetris or whatever it may be. Could be the game on the gaming console at home, whatever, right? Depending on where you're scrolling, 
the the thing that's distracting you, it can give you more overwhelm because it's information overload. Yet in a moment, it feels like a release, but it's counterproductive. You're behind at meeting your goal to do the original task that you're avoiding, but also what else isn't getting done. That creates more overwhelm in the end, even though it is a maladaptive coping skill. Distractions are, are coping skills. They're just not healthy ones. That's what maladaptive is. Distractions are from being internally overstimulated. So it's not the external things that's calling the distraction to exist. It's what is going on inside of you, your emotion, right? Being able to self-regulate. Identify that distractions can also come from procrastination, which may be stemmed from low self-esteem or a past connection from another season of your life where you were made to do a specific thing, you know, like failure wasn't an option and you had to perform. Therefore, you know, there's so many different reasons why we distract, yet they are all unhealthy. Because busy doesn't equal productive. Busy is only busy. Doing a lot of things, but not doing anything that will really move you forward in the tasks that can help you either increase your finances or keeping the home clean or which is domesticating or taking care of your children. Busy doesn't equal those things. Busy is just busy. But when you're doing something that is a contribution to the things that you know you must do and you do them um, to completion, that's productivity. Consider not taking away a maladaptive coping skill like um, Candy Crush, the example I gave, or even pinning Pinterest or scrolling on Facebook or TikTok or Instagram. Um, you may be a career guru and you're in love with LinkedIn. I know I am. I love LinkedIn. Um, but consider not removing those habits without replacing them with a healthy habit. And here's some of the practical ways that you can actually do that. You can make a schedule, right? Per, per, you know, preparing by planning helps to decrease distractions. I'm going to say that again with my fumble, right? <laughs> Preparing your day by planning out your day can help decrease distractions. That doesn't mean that it has to be rigid planning, right? I'm going to wake up at 6, and I'm going to do this at 7, and then I'm going to finish this at 8, and yep, at 9. No, it doesn't have to be that rigid, but definitely go into your day with a planned, structured outline. Once you make that outline for yourself, follow it. You get up in the morning, look at it. Consider creating a schedule for only one week out. You know, so maybe on Saturday or Sunday, you create the schedule for Monday through Friday. 
right? And then the next weekend, you do it again. Sit on the weekends and, and plan out your schedule. And you want to follow it. And so what will help with replacing a habit is now you will be spending less time on Pinterest or the social media platforms. Once you finish your task, then give yourself maybe 15, 20 minutes in a, a guilty pleasure with visiting your favorite site, 15, 20 minutes. So in other words, if at eight, you're going to be at work, typically should be there 7.30, 7.45, because if you are, if you have to be to work at eight and you arrive at eight, technically you're late, you still gotta, you know, get prepared to get things going, clocking in and putting your things down and getting situated, getting your coffee, your water, your whatever. So planning is important. But if at eight, you say, I'm going to do this thing. And at nine, I'm going to do this thing. And at 10, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm going to take like maybe a five minute or 10 minute or 15 minute break. And I'm going to treat myself to just scroll, maybe check my emails, look at my text messages. I'm going to treat myself to that. Right. And so that's helpful. And then, you know, consider looking at your schedule and getting back on task. If you have someone in your area um, directly within your space, your workspace or your production space that like to distract you, consider creating a healthy boundary with that person, right? Hey, I'm getting ready to go into some things that I need to do. Can I check in with you in about three hours, right? When I'm done, I'll come to you and I'll check in with you in a little bit. Um, but I got to get a couple things done, you know, just... I got to focus in, you know, laser focused, right? And then I'll, I'll come in and see if there's anything that I can help you with or support you with in about three hours, three and a half hours, okay? That's a healthy boundary to decrease the distracting individual that may come to you. Especially if you work at home, this is such an essential tool to use. And especially if you work at home with your partner, Oh my goodness, you got fun distractions, you know? You have distractions that can be like unwanted distractions. Fun distractions could be the kiss, the hug, the smile, um, maybe some physical intimacy in, in shorthand time, right? But the unhealthy ones are when, you know, um, you're made to do things that can wait, Yet and still you don't make the you don't create the boundary or you don't use your, your autonomy and you stop doing what you're doing and then you can't get back to what you were doing because now your focus and attention have been broken. Now you're frustrated and you're irritable. So boundaries in this regard also, yes, can be efficacious and very efficient. You have to use your autonomy. Gotta know yourself, gotta know your partner. Got to know your colleagues around you, your coworkers. You got to know your boss. And so these distractions, these pockets of stolen time can be extremely costly. Water cooler talk at the office robs the company of millions of dollars every year, but it also can rob you of a career opportunity. Water cooler talk adds up. If you're water cooler talking, air quote, in air quote, once a day or twice a day, what does that look like every week? And then what does that look like monthly? 
And so take that and look and see what it is. It's 52 weeks in a, in a year. What does that look like annually for you? So how much time is actually being stolen from you, from you actually producing a work that is modeled to your excellence or your ethics? And how much money and time are we costing a company when we are distracted without making changes and modifications to decreasing distractions in our lives. There's a time and a place for everything. Consider the space and the time you have, as well as what environment are you in with the action that you're desiring to do. Okay. Distractions can also be addictions. Gaming is an addiction. It is. Now, mind you, we will not diagnose in the Heart of Choke podcast. Be encouraged to talk to your mental health professional about addictive behaviors. Consistently being on social media platforms and, and when you're not using it for marketing or you're not using it for your business, you're just scrolling and trolling that can be addictive if you can't pull yourself away from it. If you're honest with yourself, could you put it down for five days without looking at it, without shaking, right? Body tremors, without cold sweats, right? Without being irritable because you haven't seen it in a couple of days, without being agitated. If you can say yes to these, then you may not have an addiction. But if you know that it, you say, TD, if I don't get on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, you know, at least once a day for a few hours, every day, all the days of my life, right? The last three to five years or two years or one year, you know, I, I don't like myself, right? I, I start, my mood changes, right? I start to shift, like my energy becomes negative. That could be an addiction. You might want to explore that. Again, today we're talking about the power of defeating distractions here in episode 12. These pockets of time that's being stolen, again, i.e. distractions, when I say that, they are also goals and dream deferments. Again, because the hours are becoming days, the days are becoming weeks, the weeks are becoming months. How long have you spent in these distraction behaviorals? Um, patterns where you could have started that business or wrote the book or created that online journal, right? Or opened up that art gallery, wrote the song, build out your company, created the business documents to form an LLC or SBA, right? What about applying for that grant for your business? applying for grants for your education, going back to school, taking time to get, gather data about how you want to purchase your home, how to be successful in being an entrepreneur or how to give back to the community in an effort to feel good about yourself, helping others. Pockets of stolen time is still in more than just time. It's still lives, including yours, if this is you that I'm talking to. 
And this is in an, in an effort to guilt, shame, or blame. Again, here at the Heart of Choke, we, we talk about things that's not discussed in other atmospheres to bring an increase in awareness and also increase your EQ, right? Many of us are, are walking around and, you know, I feel this way and this is happening, but I don't know why. Well, if you don't know why, you can't help someone else help you because you're with you more than anyone else is with you. You've been with you longer <laughs> than anyone else is. So if you don't know the why, then no one else will be able to know the why. So increasing your EQ, increasing emotional intelligence is helpful to gain help and to gain support. Looking at your screen time in your phone is you know, a, a great tool to use to decrease pockets of stolen time. Now our iPhones and our, our Samsung Galaxies and all the things we have inside of our settings where you can look at that screen time. You could be honest with yourself, even if you, you know, my hands are up right now in the air, like I'm, I'm waving a peace flag. You may not want to share with anyone else. It could be a little embarrassing, but you can go in, inside of your phone and look at the screen time and tell how long have you been scrolling on your phone? And how much or many hours you work in a day doing whatever you do, whether you work for yourself or you work for, you know, corporate America, how much time are you taking away from you earning money from you bettering yourself in some type of light, right? So you can be honest with yourself, even though, you know, it might be tough to become transparent to someone else about the topic, Right? The true reality of this topic is this. We have to identify the truth that we're living in. What's your truth? Is there really a desire to better yourself? Is there a desire to live a life different than you're living it? And if this is yes, for you, then how bad do you want it? Are you willing to make modifications and transformations to get where you are? And if not, that's okay. That's okay. It's your life, right? No one should be able to judge your life more than you judge your own life, right? No one should be judging it. Be encouraged to be intentional about making the changes that you desire, without allowing distractions to overshadow all of your productive time within the day, within the days. Remember, it's not a healthy idea to take something away from you, yourself, without replacing it with something. And so consider not taking away, or I'm not gonna be on my phone. Okay, I'm not going to look at Pinterest. Okay, right? That's, a, that's fine. But replace that time with a healthy coping skill so it doesn't feel like you've, you're giving up another part of you that you enjoy so much. And if this is you that I'm talking to, that you can identify that the distractions um, capabilities that you have is extremely toxic and there's a lot of time, consult a health practitioner. 
a mental health practitioner to walk with you and, and help you develop a, a, a better framework for your lifestyle, conceptualizing the situation in a healthy manner for you and with you, you as an active participant in making the changes because your mental health practitioner cannot do the work. No, it's not their job. It's your life. It's your job. You have to consider being motivated to make those changes and be determined enough to make it a lifestyle, not just a diet or a healthy short-term habit, right? Preparing your days by planning can be rigid or fluid. Everyone, in my opinion, should have a planned day. Everyone. Structure is important, no matter what age you are, starting from the babies on up. That's why babies, when they're born, they want to be fed like every two hours, every two hours, every two hours, and they get like a week old. And then it's every three and a half, every three and a half, every three. Why? There's structure in repetition, right? And it creates a safety net of feeling like you're not just flailing through this world like a fish in water, that there is compounds around how you do what you do. There's walls, safety walls and safety nets up. I think that every individual on the planet should have some type of structure in their life, a planned day. Now, rigid, I don't think that that's healthy. Got to be eight o'clock. It got to be nine o'clock. It got to be 10 o'clock. It got to be. No, but I do because we can't control. We can't control all things, all components. That's why I don't think that rigid is good. It creates a um, OCD right? Um, behavioral pattern and a, um, I'm hard on myself with perfection behavioral pattern. So being fluid, meaning yes, we can put things on the schedule and those are exactly the things that we plan to do and how we plan to do them. However, <laughs> if something happens or I need to take my attention from that thing that was scheduled at 1130 and put it somewhere here, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And when I'm done with that, I'll reassess my schedule and my plan time to see, you know, what's important right now. But you went into it with a structured schedule. That's what's vital. That is the component that's the game changer. So again, prepare by planning with fluidity. Fluidity, <laughs> not rigidity, is, is essential to defeating distractions. Let's not have goals, visions, and dreams deferred going into 2024. Not that we need to make a new year resolution. We just need to create a new life. Period. Listen, I am TD Montina, the host of the Heart of Choke podcast. And I am grateful for your time, your attention, and your blind trust. Have a good weekend and have an awesome day. Let's the distractions. I'll see you soon.